Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Ryan Payne is with us, president of Payne Capital Management, host of Payne Points of Wealth pod podcast. Good to see you. Nicole. How's the podcast? Are people uh, listening to what you're saying? Yeah, I think we're one of the fastest growing financial podcasts in the country. So mm -hmm. um, a lot of things we've said on for the last two years have been spot on. Mm -hmm. So I recommend that everyone should listen to it. Yeah, it's interesting because you have a, a you know you have a following. You have your investors, people you talk to regularly. You're generally pretty bullish for as long as I've known you. Um, what do you say now? Because when I was talking to traders this morning, the feeling was that we were oversold. Mm -hmm. Then we've had this rally going into midterms, which many people anticipated regardless. And that we may not really understand where we are going to be comfortable in the markets for another couple of weeks. What, what say you? Well, first of all, seasonality, it's probably an overused statistic, but midterms are usually a very good time to get invested. Yes. Typically, you're negative into the midterms, and the next 12 months out, the market has averaged something like 16%. So history bodes well here, but I think also, mm -hmm. in addition to that, I mean, it's not been a bad earnings season. Yeah. And I think that, you know, Jay Powell, he tried to ruin the party again last week, uh, announcing another major hike in interest rates. And, you know, his hawkish comments really haven't really dialed back. But I think we're kind of there. I think he's been as hawkish as he's going to be. And I think the market's accepted. Like, look, you know, they're going to keep pushing interest rates higher. And if you look at the bond market, it's kind of already priced it in. Aren't you worried, um, and I'm only saying this because so many folks are worried, that they might do too much at some point rather than, you know, waiting the lag time or, you know, at what point is much, too much? Yeah, I don't think you should ever trust the Fed to make good decisions. I agree with that. But I think what invariably is going to happen is you see the housing market is really weakening here when you go from a 3% mortgage to a 7% mortgage. Yeah. And that's 40% of the CPI number. So eventually those CPI number or the stats have to come down, inflation has to come down, the Fed's going to have to acknowledge it. And in my mind, at some point, they just have to pivot uh, because, you know, in face of the data at some point, inflation is definitely going to be lower than it is today. Right. Let's talk about um, when someone's trying to invest here. What do you tell them? I see that you had some notes here on value plays, tech, uh, ETFs. What are some of the strategies that are you yeah. telling people to use? Well, I think tech's dead. You heard it here first. Uh, the mega caps have just gotten destroyed That's here. Right. Yeah, we've seen about, you know, four trillion worth of market cap just like disappeared. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get a bounce there, but I think invariably right now we have to start thinking about is what's going to do well moving forward. Wait, yeah. but let's, let me just yeah. stop. Tech is dead. Should they sell now? What um, if someone has a whole tech portfolio? Rediversify. Maybe have some in tech, but don't wait for your tech oh, I see. positions to bounce. To I mean, symbolically, we've seen Berkshire Hathaway just beat out Tesla in market capitalization. So you're starting to see those big tech names fall in the S&P 500 oh, okay. and more old school industrial names are starting to move up. Yeah. So I think you're seeing a big rotation now. In yeah. The, uh, well, that's you know. why we've seen Dow do so well compared to the Nasdaq, right? Yeah, um, exactly. So tech is dead, re-diversifying into what? Um, I think if you look at it, I mean, international right now, I'll be bold, is so cheap, uh, so ridiculously cheap, and you got the dollar starting to weaken. Uh, that you got to start putting money overseas right now. I mean, if you start looking at valuations of the cheapest in my career, you're at 20, you know, 20 mm -hmm. year lows yeah. in valuation. I think we've accounted for the fact that they've got an energy problem. We've accounted right. for the fact there's war in Eastern Europe um, at this point, but we haven't accounted for as any good news. And I think if you right. look at the outlook for Europe at this point, bad news is priced in. You get a weaker dollar here on top of the fact news could get a little bit better. You've got to have some exposure there. Now, when you talk about it going abroad, is it like ex-China or is it certain emerging markets or what are you looking at? No, I think you have to own them all. I mean, China has actually started to bounce here. I mean, China had a huge move last week. Yeah. So I suspect that maybe we've had a washout in the emerging markets at this mm -hmm. point. You want to have exposure to Asia. I'd have right. China in your portfolio as well. 
But I think the next 10 years is all about the global markets, not so much about big cap U.S., which was just the hottest place to be for the last decade. Right. And in the end, what sectors do you like if tech is dead? I think energy is new tech. You know, I've loved yeah. uh, energy for a long time. I think that's yeah. got a long runway here. Um, you know, if you look at energy companies, they're very profitable. They're going to continue to be profitable. Old school consumer staples, like a Pepsi, Coke, uh, Mondelez International, they're all able to, like, keep raising their prices. People mm -hmm. are paying the prices. And they get a lot of the revenue from overseas. So if that dollar okay. weakens the coal, be very good for them. So, okay, so you like staples, you like energy. Um, what are some of the other factors that you're watching really closely? I mean, we have an inflation print on Thursday, a sentiment print on uh, Friday. Those will be really key. And uh, you mentioned housing. I think shelter is going to be one people really focus on. Yeah, I think they are. And I think what you're seeing in the housing market, you're going to continue to see is weakness. And again, that's going to eventually work its way into that CPI right. number. Now, I don't know tomorrow, like, I thought we were going to see inflation come down already. I've been wrong. <laughs> Hard to believe I've been wrong, Nicole. I know. Shocking. Um, but, Shocking. you know, so we'll see tomorrow if we do. I think we're still yeah. going to see the core number up. Um, but I think at some point here, that stubborn inflation, it's going to start to stop persisting. We're going to start to see it in the next, you know, maybe maybe the next two prints. Yeah. We'll start to see it come down. I mean, with rates at this uh, level right now, the 10-year, for example, 4.13%. I mean, there's also the opportunity to have a portfolio that has some bonds or fixed income or something in it. You're finally getting some return there. Yes, in over a decade. Like, I've been managing money for, oh my God, 20 years now, and we haven't seen rates like this in over mm -hmm. a decade. So, mm -hmm. you know, the bond market looks great, and, you know, foreseeably here, the 10 year might be peaked out here. You know, we already saw right. the high in the 10 year treasury two weeks ago. So, if rates start going down and you've locked into some of those longer term yields, it's mm -hmm. a great move. So, bonds yeah. look great, equities look great. It's hard not right. to be bullish right now. So, so, the Fed will just keep doing what they're doing until when? I think until it's all about the inflation number. Look, I, I think we've all accepted yeah. that the Fed is going to be extremely right. hawkish here. But I think we've also accepted that at some point, realistically, the inflation number has to come down. We know mm -hmm. that they're, quote unquote, data yeah. dependent. I hate to use that word because everybody uses it. Um, but I think the bottom line right. is they're going to have to they're going to have to pivot. They're going to be forced to. Just getting back to tech. I mean, when you say tech <coughs> is dead, is it the, the new tech, like the growth tech, the you know, the, the not profitable tech, or yeah. is it really all tech, like even old school tech? Yeah, it's all of it. It's all of you're it here. I, I, I think you're, right you're mega tech. And here's, here's a good cautionary tale. If you look at Microsoft uh, when the tech bubble burst, yeah. right? That stock after that did nothing for like 15 years, and they tripled the revenue over that time frame. So I think your big uh, risk here is those mega tech companies that can still continue to be profitable, keep growing, but their stocks are going to go nowhere because valuations are still too high. They've got increased competition. Growth rates are slowing. Yeah. You know, the list goes on and on. Yeah, that's actually a good, um, you know, way to, to show it to us and talk about when we had, like, yeah. the tech boom bust and then what happens after. Ryan Payne, good to see you. Love to see Thanks you, Thanks for being here. Ryan Payne, president of Payne Capital Management and host of the Payne Points of Wealth podcast.